Welcome to Monday Musings on the Elliot Resnick Show. Where are all the good people? That's what I ask whenever I read of an evil occurrence taking place that no one is protesting. We often hear Edmund Burke quoted as saying, The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Yet, when the moment of truth actually comes, we frequently remain silent. During the summer of 2020, for example, radical leftists rioted, looted, and set fires across America. They ripped down statues of our founding fathers. Where were we? I remember sitting at home wondering, where are all the conservatives in New York? Now, I know New York is a liberal city, but New York has 8 million people. If even 20% of them are conservative, that's 1.6 million people. And yet, virtually none of these people were anywhere to be found as radicals demanded that the police kneel before them and tried to destroy our civilization. I was so frustrated and upset at the time at this appalling silence that I contacted two major conservative personalities who have many more contacts than I do, and I urged them to organize a group of even 20 or 30 right-wingers to protect Christopher Columbus's statue at Columbus Circle in Manhattan. Because I knew that all you would need is a small group of radical leftists with a rope and a ladder, and they would rip down Christopher Columbus's statue. And in 10 minutes, the whole thing would be gone. If you had some conservatives guarding the statue, they would not be able to do it. And if they tried and a scuffle broke out, you could be sure that the police would have come right away. One of the conservative personalities whom I contacted thought the idea was great, but he was too scared to face the mob. He did at least forward my email to his Italian friends. The other personality didn't even bother replying. In the end, the mob, thank God, decided to leave Columbus's statue alone. And it was thanks to God, because it certainly wasn't our doing. Around the same time, I was infuriated by how the cops were being treated, and I was infuriated as well by several anti-police marches that were organized by Frum Jews, heaven help us. So, I decided to contact a prominent activist to help me organize a Jewish pro-police rally or press conference. I had earlier contacted a major right-wing rabbinic organization to help me organize this rally or press conference, but the organization was too cowardly to get on board. The organization's leader essentially told me as much. The political environment is too hot, he said. So apparently we only stand up for truth and justice when the political environment is not hot. In any event, the activist I contacted afterward was more receptive. I told him I could advertise the event for free in the Jewish press, where I was the chief editor at the time, and he promised me to help secure the proper police permits, etc. Unfortunately, for a variety of reasons, he wasn't able to follow through. The anti-police rhetoric softened somewhat, and the rally slash press conference never took place. Well, tonight I'm happy to announce that Rabbi Nussan Leiter of Help Rescue Our Children is holding a rally on June 25th to protest Manhattan's Pride Parade. If I'm not mistaken, this is the first such protest in a decade. Every year, LGBT Americans take over Manhattan for the entirety of June, but especially on the Sunday of the parade. Now, New York let's remember, is the cultural and financial capital of America. In some respects, it's the capital of the world. And yet, in this city, the center of the world, we conservatives do nothing every year as decadent radicals celebrate sexual perversity. Utter silence on our part. It's unconscionable. In the Torah, we read that a plague striking down the Jewish people miraculously stopped when, after Pentecost rose, and took action. Why? And how do we explain so many Jews, 24,000 of them, dying before Pentecost stepped forward? Rav Shamshin Rafal Hirsch explains, If, quote, a challenge to God finds no champion amongst a circle of human beings, and the consciousness of the rights that God has on them has disappeared from this circle, then they have lost God and thereby their own future existence, end quote. It is much easier to stay at home and dismiss the world as crazy and unsalvageable. 
but our first seems to be saying that we have to protest. Someone has to stand up for God's honor. If you were walking down the street with your wife and someone came up to her and insulted her, she would probably feel angry and hurt. But if you stood by and said nothing while she was being insulted, she would feel far angrier, and not just at her attacker, but at you as well. Why? Because she'll interpret your silence as apathy, that you don't really care about her being insulted. Well, the Chavetz Chaim writes that God reacts to us in much the same manner. If somebody attacks him, somebody attacks God, he may grow upset, but if we stand by and make no attempt to defend him, he grows far angrier, and part of that anger is directed at us. The Pride Parade is an exhibition of sexual perversity. Gross immorality, according to many biblical commentators, is what condemned the generation of the flood, and it's what condemned Sodom and Amorah to perdition. God is patient about many things, but he has limited patience for gross sexual immorality. The Torah tells us that the seven nations of the land of Canaan deserved extinction for practicing sexual perversions. Now, we can only do a limited amount in 2023 to combat sexual immorality. Same-gender marriage will probably not be overturned in the near future, and New York City is unlikely to enforce its public indecency laws. If it did, the Pride Parade probably wouldn't be allowed to be held in the first place. But we can protest evil when we see it. We can show the sexual deviance of this world that Bible-believing Americans are alive and well, and that we won't let them take over our country without a fight. We can stand up for what's right. We can energize like-minded Americans to take action. We all know how demoralizing it is to only read bad news in the newspaper. Let's give our fellow religious Americans some good news to read. News that will inspire them. News that will energize them to fight back like Matt Walsh, for example, is currently doing. I think this Pride Parade protest can have a practical impact, but even if it doesn't, it's important on a metaphysical level that it be held. Evil cannot be allowed to triumph without a fight. Someone has to say something, even if just for the history books, even if just for the ledger accounts in heaven. We have a tremendous opportunity this June 25th to stand up for God's honor. I therefore urge all of my listeners, mark this date down on your calendar. Come to downtown Manhattan on June 25th for Rabbi Leiter's protest. Rabbi Leiter will be speaking. Terry Schilling of the American Principles Project, a great guy, will be speaking. And others, too, will be speaking, whose names will be announced as the date gets closer. The exact time and location will also be announced after Pesach. We've been silent long enough. It's time for those of us who believe in God to step forward and make our voices heard.